Hi, I'm Kitty Kinnon. Koan just opened where on in Cary used to be. This is a large, beautiful space that sat empty for three years while owner Sean Degnan of Buku and executive chef Drew Smith, formerly of Raleigh's Buku and Soka, and by the way, winner of 2019's Cooking for a Classic Dining Competition, challenged themselves to create a culinary concept in this sacred space. It was important to them to be thoughtful and take the time needed to fulfill their specific vision. And they have. It's extraordinary. I was honored to have a chance to spend some time with Sean and Drew here in the studio and learn more. Sean, I've known you since Bogarts, and that was a long time ago. Where are you from originally? Originally from Rochester, New York, but uh, I've been out here a long time. I went to high school in Charlotte, went to Carolina and Appalachian, and uh, have lived in Raleigh for the better part of over 20 years. So, Drew, tell us where you're from originally. Uh, Originally born in Colorado. Moved here in 93. Grew up in the sticks up in Rougemont, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, I went to Carolina as well. And after Carolina, I went to Vietnam and Thailand. And then I moved to Raleigh. I didn't know I had two Tar Heels in the house. (laughs) Now I'm really excited. So, Koan, it's amazing because this space, it was on. It was sitting there empty for how long? Was it three years? Three years almost. Yeah, nearly three years. I know it's been a long road. How does it feel to finally open, Drew? We're leaving. <laughs> it was yeah. a lot of hurry up and wait, and now it's finally go time, and we're super excited. It was a learning experience, and, and it turned out great. Because nothing can go wrong in an opening of that <laughs> no, size. No, of course not. No, no, it was flawless. <laughs> yeah, and you have such a good team. So this was kind of getting the band back together. We have our executive chef from downtown Buku, Amanda Hazley. Jeremy Beck was our sous chef and sushi chef downtown Raleigh. He was at Waraji. Waraji after that. Antoine Tran was my longtime sous chef at Soka when we opened that in Cameron Village. Wayne Calloway has been my right-hand guy for seven-plus years at Buku downtown, at Soka. And yeah, it's it's really amazing. It's just all these rock stars in, in one building. The pastry chef is back from on, Francisco Almaguer. I met him the other night. He's so sweet. He is. And he's so talented. He's amazing. Absolutely incredible. And you have Brandy. And we have Brandy. Brandy. Our leader, Brandy, she uh, she comes to us from 18 Seaboard. Unfortunately, it closed this year. Um, it's one of the best restaurants that has been in Raleigh. Jason Smith was actually my first on my chef series. Jason's the best. Let's talk about the concept for Koan, Sean. We thought we were going to move Buku there. When Buku closed uh, downtown, uh, Red Hat moved into our floor. And um, we have a Buku in Wake Forest, and it was just a little confusing. And uh, I just kind of had to sit in the space and ask it what it wanted to be. And it was still, the signs for On were still up, and and On was such an amazing space. Part of it wanted to still be On. And then we brought our stories and our talents and our food to this beautiful space that already existed and so uh kuan is nothing so it couldn't be buku and on but koan is like a like a zen parable uh so half of it is what it was this beautiful restaurant on and uh and half of it is what our team brings to it which is uh the stories and and the history together i think it's great that you went in there and actually just had the space sort of speak to you because it was a sacred i think i would say sacred space somehow yes for sure it's very cathedral like 
it's interesting when you walk in it's a whole different energy than most places and mm-hmm. i'm sure that was part of what you wanted to For sure to keep that there i can't imagine changing it to a seafood joint or something <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean yeah and Sean, in addition to having Soka and Boku and now Koan, you're also on the board of A Place at the Table, which for people who don't know, is now a nationally renowned pay-what-you-can cafe in Raleigh. And you've kind of taken that concept to a new level here at Koan, and in every room there is a large community table. So anyone can walk in anytime by themselves and just share a meal with others. It's a beautiful thing. Those days, Mother's Day and graduation, those are days where, you know, you're on a two or three hour wait and it just feels uncomfortable when someone walks in the door and they're like, I want to have dinner. And you're like, I'm sorry, we don't have a place for you. And now that changes that completely. We always have a place for one more. It's something I grew up with that my dad taught us. We set an extra place at the table. And then our work at a place at the table changed our lives. For those who don't know a place at the table is a phenomenal pay what you can cafe downtown raleigh on hargett street and you sean are on the board maggie kane is a very inspiring person and the work that's there is some of the best work in our town for sure we're not the same concept as a place at the table but the fact that we have a a space for you every night is a big deal to us i am so proud of you guys for doing that so drew tell us about the omakase so the omakase will be run by our sushi chef jeremy beck and that will not specifically be sushi, but it'll be, you know, five, six, or seven course tasting menus that can be paired with sake or imported beer or a specific wine. And we're talking about seafood you can get from the coast that day. And it'll change weekly, but the freshest North Carolina seafood and just really elevate the food even further than, than we already are. It's basically like a chef's table. It is. How many people does Koan seat? It says 368 on the wall. (laughs) Wow. So, Drew, let's talk about the food. It's a reflection of your background and certainly your travels. So, uh, after college, I was working in a a restaurant in the front house and saved up some money and decided to go backpacking and took off to Singapore and Malaysia and Thailand. And I was there for three or four months. And then uh, I came back. And the following year, I spent saving money again, bartending and waiting tables. And then I took off and I packed my bags and I just planted there and lived in Vietnam for a little while. I was working towards my dive master in scuba diving in Thailand. And, uh, you know, I was eating pho on the streets of, of Vietnam every day or eating pad thai or satay skewers on the, on the streets. And I was just like, man, I need to know how to make this food. And it was just eye opening because I'd never had anything like that growing up. It was very simple. And all of a sudden, I'm hit with these flavors that are just literally otherworldly. And came back and decided I want to cook. Moved to Raleigh, started at Buku as a server. And uh, I was planning on going to culinary school. And uh, the chef at the time said, nah, that's a waste of money. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, he brought me in the kitchen and I worked. I worked a lot. And about three months later, I was offered a sous chef position and I, I didn't look back. Especially, I imagine, because you were able to do so many of those dishes that you loved. 
that was the beauty of, of working at a place like Buku is it's a kitchen full of so many ingredients that so many other kitchens don't have. And so I was easily able to replicate some of the things that I saw and, and put my, which I guess now is creative, touch on them and bring that story home. Let's talk about some of those dishes. So in Vietnam, I think it would be pho. That was the one that was really the game changer. And it's a, traditionally actually a breakfast food. And so every morning I'd get up, go sit in a little plastic chair on the street next to all the stray cats and, and eat a big <laughs> bowl of beef broth soup. And just you're surrounded by all these herbs and chilies and bean sprouts and onions. And it, it's just, it's beautiful, this contrast of colors and flavors and acidity, but sweetness. And it's really gorgeous. So, uh, so pho was the one that kind of changed my mind about what I was going to do and brought it back to Buku downtown and just over the years kept perfecting it, kept putting in what I knew about French cooking to, to some of those techniques too, because French and Vietnamese are very closely tied because of the colonization. You know, Vietnam didn't have baguette or coffee before the French got there. And God, that must be so sad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so that was a big a big game changer. And now at Koan, we're doing the pho with some Wagyu short ribs. Those are delicious. I would encourage everybody to go to Koan's website. It's fantastic. Thank you, Tabletop Media. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We talked about the short ribs, which I sampled during the tasting, but also that cauliflower. Oh, my gosh, it almost tasted a little bit like chicken. Did you do that intentionally? That or? was a goal. That yeah. was a goal. <laughs> it's a good story. So my wife, we just got married. Couple, I know. A Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. We've been dating for many, many years. She's a manager in our company as well. And uh, she's vegetarian for a long time. She's pescatarian now pescatarian which means they eat fish too and you know we're sitting at home and we want chinese food and i want general so's chicken and she wants something with tofu or a stir fry i was like you know i really love this chicken i bet i could make something that you would like too so i took my basic very basic understanding of chinese general so's chicken (laughs) and applied it to some blanched cauliflower and made a little sauce and all of a sudden everybody's freaking out about it so oh those were incredible Incredible, one of my favorites. And those dumplings, we had lobster dumplings, which were to die for. Yeah, so we, we randomly got a phone call from Kim, who was the owner of Kimbop over in 18 Seaboard. And uh, she had a food truck for a while and decided, decided that she wanted to get out of it and called us up and said, hey, I'd like to work with you guys. And so now Kim is working with us, Kim Hunter, and upping our dumpling game. She's been a great addition to the team. Like I said, it's just a bunch of rock stars in one building. Yeah. And- not only in the kitchen, but you had so many people coming together to make Koan happen. You know, we had a great construction crew, Courtney, who owns Tactile Workspace. They did a great design, accentuating what was already there. And the guys at Riley Lewis did a great job of showing up and making it all come together. And the town of Cary worked with us. SAS worked with us. You know, people talk about how difficult it is to build in Cary, but we got to be honest, they all showed up for us. And we were nowhere. And then in a week, we had passed all of our inspections and got our ABC permit and 2 p.m. on Friday, I think the Friday you were there, we we had just gotten our first liquor order and put everything on the shelves right before you guys walked in. Well, let me tell you, the space is stunning. Yes, it's It's really gorgeous. It really is. You know, there's there's two private dining rooms. I think one is around 25 or 30, the other one's 35. And then there's patio, like you said, it's a good 40 or 50 people out there. Yeah, there's so many choices at Koan and Omakase. I'm so looking forward to. It will be more adventurous than
than our regular menu. And I think that's kind of the goal is we almost have two restaurants in one. You know, you can have this kind of take your parents to, they can still have a, a steak and potato. And then you and your girlfriend or wife can go here and have octopus. And, oh, they have, and you have steak and potato on the menu? We do. We do. Wow, we do. I guess I didn't miss that. <laughs> well, so. we it's so great to have those options, but you know, I've always been into just, okay, chef, bring it on. Let me see what you got. Literally what omakase means is trust the chef. Trust me. I always find it interesting to know, for instance, Drew, if you didn't end up becoming a chef, what do you think you would be doing now? When I went to college, I started as a physics major, and that was not a good idea. And then I moved to journalism, actually. I wanted to be a writer for Car and Driver, because I love cars and I love writing, and uh, that's my actual dream job. Oh, wow. Right. Drew's also a pilot and a scuba diver, so... And a brilliant chef. Who would have known all that? Okay, Sean, you are also pretty young to be the restaurateur that you are incredibly involved in the community and specifically a place at the table. So where do you think you would move towards? When I was a chef way back in the day, um, I was always doing it to pay for my writing. I was going to work in restaurants so that I could afford to write. And uh, I've been doing a lot of writing lately uh, as this uh, space spoke to me. I was by myself in there a lot, figuring out what the space wanted to be. And so uh, I've gotten back at it. I've got a little uh, uh, guru, Yoda. Her name's Cindy Bolden. She's a community minister. She is the board chair of A Place at the Table, and uh, she's helping me uh, get back into writing. And so it's been a really special time for me. I don't know. Maybe we'll have something published. I don't doubt that, Sean. I look forward to it. Drew, you are up. Pair a signature dish with a piece of music. Oh, all right. So I'm going to go with the music first because it was the first artist I heard on 96.1 when I got in the car today, and that was Bruno Mars. And it's going to be a different song. It's going to be 24 Karat Magic because that was the theme song for Cooking for the Classic last year when we walked out on stage. So I'm going to pair that with, uh, with our Korean barbecue because I think that is kind of our... 24 karat magic on plate. Okay, Sean, what do you think? Drew's pho, and, and pho in general, is a life-changing dish. And people don't think of it as a breakfast dish, but it is that bone broth in the morning. And um, I would say Here Comes the Sun and the Beatles in the morning in another part of the world is probably a pretty magical experience. Yeah, that's awesome. And koan is definitely a magical experience, trust me. How special is that having both Sean Degnan, the owner, and the chef of koan, Drew Smith, in for a chat? So while you're here, there is a link online to Koan so you can get all the details. Go try this extraordinary restaurant. 